0: Welcome to Look at My Records, this is the March 30th edition of Look at My Records, sure is, I'm here with my friend Ryan Egan, how are you doing today? I'm really well, it's gorgeous out.
1: It is gorgeous out. I didn't get to enjoy it as much as I would like, but just a glimpse is so nice, I'm just walking over here, listening to some music, and
0: riding the bus it's just really really beautiful sky great experience on a march day saturday so we kind of know each other you're from new jersey i'm from new jersey it's really great to have you here like brothers yeah we're like new jersey (laughs) brothers just hanging out in brooklyn in the bushwick section of brooklyn how's it feel being out here as a jersey guy originally
1: I'm starting to forget my roots, but, but I'm, I'm embracing them again. Um, it's been, it's been a while since I lived in New Jersey and I think we, we spend a lot of time defending New Jersey, but also like not, (laughs) and, um, or at least me and, and I I guess the connections that I find to people in Jersey, or when you start to recognize things that, that you can relate to, it's, it's nice. It's-
0: yeah, I'm a staunch defender uh, of New Jersey, mainly against people from places like Erie, Pennsylvania, or the Midwest, and stuff like that. Or Long yeah, oh, oh. oh, let's not even go there. That's just a fierce rivalry that goes back generations. Generations and generations. But again, it's really great to have you here. You've been releasing a string of singles recently. In the latter half of the year, you put out the first two, Won't You Be the One, Who's Left Behind, and the latest single that you just put out earlier in February or early March? Uh, March 1st. March (sighs) 1st. March 1st, Friday. That was a Friday. Yes, it was. I remember. And that one's called Who Is It? Uh, Tell me a little bit about these singles. These are all questions. Asking some questions with these singles, man. Yeah. I guess, you know,
1: realistically, when I look back on when I was writing them, um, I realized... I was kind of going back through demos as I, as I do and realized that I had written them in not three consecutive weeks, but within the same month, it was July, this past July. And, um, that's the, the three recent singles, the question ones. And I didn't, there was no thematic, um, you know, thing that I worked out or, or whatever. Um, but stylistically I, I guess I was just sort of in a certain mode at that time and I, I didn't realize it and then I had already released these two these two singles in the fall and as I was gearing up I was actually going to change the title of Who Is It because I was you know I just released a song called Who's Left Behind and just seeing that and but it, you know it's the it's the mel, it's the, the lyric of the, of the chorus and it just it just seemed like that is the name of the song um, and then I just I thought it was kind of cool this sort of three question mark series of um similar sounding songs you know it kind of fits into a, into a vibe um so yeah it's interesting when you look back and i don't know I, I didn't go into it writing them with that with that plan but i think if anything it just speaks to you know sort of habits or you know kind of writing habits or something.
0: Yeah, and they definitely do have a a similar vibe and a similar feel that definitely sounds different from the EP you released in early 2018, Fever and Bloom. Uh, Tell tell me about that. I feel like it is similar but different in the same way. I definitely hear like soul and R&B influences. What were you kind of listening to that uh, inspired your recent output?
1: Um, Yeah, I think there's... there's certainly revolving influences new artists and records coming out that are continually inspiring but um some of the some of my favorites you know at all times are stevie wonder d'angelo prince um bjork uh radiohead there's certain certain artists and and bands that are just constant and 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 forever kind of ingrained in my musical consciousness um and then uh i would say you know of the last 2 years and with with the ep and with with a lot of this stuff the <clears throat> projects that are really inspiring to me are conan Moccasin and unknown Mortal orchestra um artists like this that are generally kind of doing it themselves um i i guess you could say bedroom bedroom artists or yeah. you know home home studio producers cuz that's just naturally where i've gravitated to um and so so it's inspiring to see what what artists like this can can generate it, um it's really pretty limitless. So um I, I do like a lot of that more psychedelic kind uh, of indie pop rock stuff. Um you know that ties back around to some of my more um over overarching uh influences like Prince or
0: You do say you called it kind of bedroom pop, but when I listen to your music, it doesn't have the kind of lo-fi feel that a lot of bedroom pop artists have. And I did read that you do do everything yourself. You produce all everything you put out it, by yourself at home, in your home studio. How are you able to get such a, a dense sound out of... Uh, your songs basically Because when I do think of bedroom pop artist You do think kind of the stripped down On a four track type of thing But your stuff sounds Way more fuller than that I really I really appreciate that Because that's, that's <laughs> such a compliment Because I,
1: I, I, I do think that It ultimately does have a, a bit of a More of a lo-fi sound than I, I might stylistically Be aiming for um, But the goal is, is something more dense And more Um hi-fi you know and um that's that's in part to you know not not working with any any real like analog gear like I'm, I'm not doing any tape recording stuff as of now I'm definitely curious about it but um <clears throat> so while I am doing everything you know producing everything generally at home uh it's also due in part to just collaborating with other great engineers later on so after I produce and, and record everything um, you know at the mixing phase or the mastering phase i have i have great uh, engineers i've collaborated with so you know particularly these last three singles and uh fever and bloom i worked with my friend ariel Lowe who's a fantastic producer and mixer so he he mixed he mixed these these last singles um and chris geringer uh, who's a kind of renowned mastering engineer so i i leave it to them to to really push it over the finish line for sure and, and it's it, you know i can't take all credit for the for the, the the final result of the the records
0: that's cool so for fever and bloom which came out in january 2018 that you released the first three songs as singles beforehand and then Added a fourth song and released an EP. Are you planning on doing anything similar with these three songs? Won't you be the one who's left behind? And who is it? Uh, what's next as far as releases? Yeah, I don't think so. I had I
1: had I had been thinking about that, but I I kind of just want to move away from. <laughs> you know, I got these three question mark songs, and I like that they sort of just exist out in space like that. Um, I am definitely itching for uh, a more cohesive project now because it's funny because those naturally sort of feel like that to me they do feel like they're part of a project or or whatever but I'm happy that they're that they're just individual tracks Um, that said it would be really nice to dive into a more conceptual collection of songs at this point although I don't I don't know yet that I'm going to do that Uh, I have some I have a a handful of scattered (laughs) singles and side projects and things that I want to tackle over the next couple of months.
0: Cool. How do you know when you're writing a song, whether you think it could fit together with other songs that you've have written already? You think you mentioned earlier that you wrote the first of these three songs in July. There's about six months after the EP came out last year. Uh, do you approach that as like, this is going to be a single or maybe this will be a part of something a more cohesive set of songs? Um, yeah, typically, typically, I don't know.
1: I just sort of write and move on, and which is why I didn't. I didn't even realize that those songs were written around the same time. I knew that at least, at least, some of those I, I really liked when I wrote them, and I felt good about them. Um, but then it's more so, you know, a month, two months, or more later, I might be looking back at, at demos um, when I want to sit down and really pursue producing a track fully and, and intending to release it, I'll listen I'll listen through the things and you know decide oh this you know that's a weak verse or the song is missing a bridge or that chorus should have been doubled or, you know, just kind of, um, reevaluating structural things. Cause a lot of times i you know, any, <clears throat> I guess for instance, the, those three songs, if I were to look back at the demos, I can say pretty sure that they were written in, in a day. And I just didn't go back to them until I went, until I went back to them, you know? So when I decided, Oh, that song has some potential. Then I, I went and I spent some more time to, Touch up lyrics or redo a guitar part or whatever it might be um, so I do feel that I need some distance from the material. I just kind of throw it out there and then and then step away try and forget about it and then when i when I kind of sift through and listen through things i I can tell you know that I would never put out that song or or <laughs> yeah or that one's cool, but you know the it you know chorus is garbage or something yeah.
0: I got gotcha. you. And I actually just listened to your 2015 EP postures for the first time yesterday, and I was listening to it today as well. And it does sound, I think, a lot different than what you've put out in the last year, the 2018 EP and these last three singles. It sounds more electronic. Uh, how would you say your sound has grown and evolved over the last, that's almost like four years ago now? Um, so that
1: project was in terms of arrangement and production really 50% myself and 50% a producer named Luca Bucciolati so he he worked with me on those songs and I was really coming to him with you know iPhone demos and GarageBand rough demos um, you know guitar vocal or keyboard vocal and we built them out together so at that time I wasn't producing stuff seriously um, I didn't even have a home studio and I was really only just starting to dabble in arranging and producing stuff on my own in terms of like you know various instruments because at that time I was um, I guess I had just left J- Jersey and I was still playing in a band that was based in New Jersey um, so I was more in that in that mindset of arranging everything in the room live with different people. Um, so though I was a songwriter in that project, um, it was more like, here's, here's the song and the bass player is working on the bass part. The drummer's coming up with the drum part. So I was naturally on my own starting to venture out into, um, arranging my songs that I didn't feel worked for that project. And when I brought them to Luca, he and I, Hashed out the production and the arrangement together, so that that is why you know that that was a really early stage of my of doing music sort of on my own. Uh, so his influences are for sure on there, um, which I really appreciated at the time and and appreciate now too. Um, and and really that was the first push to seeing that you you can um, do this sort of thing out of out of your apartment or you know uh, with pretty minimal setup um, so that, that was great after that I, I really started upgrading my own home studio stuff and and committing fully to to producing and uh, so that that's the main difference so once once I was I felt a little bit more competent in, in recording and producing um, that that's kind of where you get the EP fever and Bloom and the stuff that I'm doing now were certainly more more me. Um and then also uh, you know it's it's due to my own the things I'm arriving at production wise or you know, my own gear or, or whatever it is. Awesome for, for and it, better or worse. And it
0: all sounds wonderful. Um, I'm a big fan. I really like the first EP and also Fever and Bloom and your most recent three singles. But now let's let's hear some of these songs. First up his brand new single, Who Is It? Released on March 1st, 2019. Then Ryan's going to be playing two songs live, Won't You Be, Th- Won't you be the One and Swarm from his Fever and Bloom EP. And then we'll be ending that set with Who's Left Behind. Enjoy. We'll be right back.
2: To see me come undone But sometimes I get lost And I'm reeling One touch And I'm back to the start So I'm leaving Can't forget this abyss. Cause my spirit is caught on the ceiling. One lift brings me right back to it, and I'm healing. Nothing's gonna bring back The world I was born in I opened my head To let peace warm in I'm not mourning the loss Of my curses No man turn down a flame when it's burning Mm -mm -mm. Is this some kind of knowing Mm -mm -mm. holding tight to the rope Mm -mm. How does it feel to be free when I let it go Stairway mm-hmm. as I approach. Mm-hmm. Now I know where it is, but it's all.
0: Welcome back. What a treat. We heard four Ryan Egan songs to live to not live kicked off the set with who is it. That's your latest single released on March 1st, 2019, followed by two live songs right here. What a treat. What a pleasure it was to watch those live. We heard won't you be the one single released in late 2018 and Swarm, the first track off of your January 2018 EP, Fever and Bloom, and we wrapped up that set with Who's Left Behind? Ryan, thanks so much, man. That was really amazing. Thank you. My pleasure. Now we're transitioning to the second portion of the program where you pick some records from my record collection, and we're going to play them starting off with Nico's Chelsea Girl record and you selected The Fairest of the Seasons. It's a beautiful song. It's so beautiful. And yeah, I'm kind of a
1: late adopter to this record. I didn't I hadn't really heard the stuff separate from Velvet Underground. So I've been really digging this one it's just an immediate immediately recognizable sound. I just love that kind of dry um uh, psychedelic pop folk thing. It sounds so good.
0: She has one of the most unique and beautiful voices I've ever heard. So it's so awesome listening to this record. I love listening to this record cover to cover. And her stuff on the first uh, Velvet Underground LP is really outstanding. And then after that, changing it up a little bit, Gang of Four Damaged Goods off of Entertainment, um, the main guy in Gang of Four got really sick recently. No, that yeah, yeah, the main guy in Gang of Four. Did you hear about this? No, he couldn't play at Music Hall of Williamsburg like uh, a couple no. weeks ago because he remember was up really sick. So, I hope he's doing okay. What I forget his name, but <laughs> this record's awesome, so good entertainment, yeah. such a post punk, uh standout record. I remember this hearing this record for the first time, like when I was in college. I'm like, Whoa, like it's really in your face and Damage good's a great one too.
1: Yeah, super colorful. I I remember this one. I can't remember at this point what video it was in, but I grew up skateboarding and this was a song that was in there And, and there's certain songs that have stuck with me forever that just I, they're uh, just such uh, it's such a special way to discover music in some of those videos that we were just worshiping. Yeah, that,
0: that is a cool way to discover music. I remember discovering a lot of music through skate videos as well growing up. And did you ever play the Xbox game Amped Professional Snowboarding? No. There was a lot of there was like a crazy soundtrack in there. <laughs> There's some ska. There was also like. Midwest emo bands, you know, and I'm like, what's the jazz June and stuff like bands like that. So it was it's cool to reflect on pre huge proliferation of the Internet. That's we're kind of like the last era. Of that, where this is oh, this is how we kind of found music before it was all over the internet. Yeah,
1: such a special brand of curation, you know,
0: video games or or,
1: or skate videos or whatever. Um, and and often, at least in the skate videos, I think a lot of the skaters were kind of picking their song for their featured part in the video. You know, so um, you you got a little insight into their character and um, like the narrative, I guess, that they were trying to. To create um, So there's so many So many cool Like I remember Slayer And I don't know Just yeah. like, like lots of Stuff that I might not have Even stumbled on Otherwise you know And it just Because of the context that I was in you, you You were Kind of experiencing it Through a different a Different lens or whatever
0: And I remember it being Very exciting too Like oh this is This new song I've never heard before It's not on MTV It's not in my Parents record collection Stuff like that It was really Cool Old way to discover new music for people of a certain age like us yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after after gang of four we got cockto twins cherry colored funk off of heaven or las Vegas incredible record another incredible uh, female vocalist in your uh selections Liz Frazier yeah, and I want to say underrated, but you know
1: people love them yeah um, I'd say underrated though. yeah for sure so colorful, so, um, so influential. I, I can't avoid finding a lot, you know, especially local bands and kind of modern indie bands that, um, are seemingly inspired by them. You know, a lot, I, I catch myself comparing a lot of people to, to that band. Um, so it's, they're, they're one of those lasting, I guess, 90s,
0: i guess they're 90s i don't even know yeah like yeah 90s 80s a little bit of both yeah bled over into the 90s i think this is a 90s record early 90s yeah
1: there's a really special lasting thing there that um maybe maybe needed to to age and and kind of pour over into music making
0: decades later um because it, it seems to be relevant and i i love it me too so far, three for three with awesome picks. Ryan Egan, wrapping it up with Erotic City by Prince. Definitely a big influence on you. And I find myself really... Uh, I've been getting into Prince over the, since his death, really. I was a fan beforehand, but since he passed away, really uh, sitting and appreciating his music to a, a really high degree. He was incredible
1: yeah yeah he's easily number one influence just as a, <clears throat> like a a creative standard you know where the bar is um the bar that you'll never <laughs> you'll never reach but um just just the most well-rounded um creative mind who had just complete control over his vision um and that song in particular is so cool, just as a, a B-side. Which which record was it the, the other side
0: of? It's a B-side to Let's Go Crazy. Yeah, it's so funky, you know? It's a great song.
1: Yeah, after he died, I've been really enjoying... I, prior to that, I was obsessed with a handful of the records, but mostly just kind of like the first six records or so. And, you know, when he died, I just was... I guess so um, uh, hungry for, for more prints, you know. So I started really appreciating a lot of the records that I, I initially didn't understand or um, don't find as his, you know, kind of peak career moments. Um, and there's, there's so much special material throughout the, the whole career and some of the side projects or producing projects that he had. Um, so there's so much, so much to dig into.
0: We miss you, Prince. We miss you. He's out there. Maybe he's listening to this right now. Who knows? But we're about to hear Mr. Ryan Egan's picks. Nico, the, fair, the fairest of seasons. Gang of four damaged goods. Cock twins, cherry colored funk. And Prince, erotic city. These are Ryan Egan's picks. And we will be right back.
3: that the dreams have given all they had to lend I want to know do I stay or do I go and maybe try another time and do I really have a hand in my forgetting now that I've tried Now that I finally found that this is not the way Now that I turn Now that I feel it's time to spend the night away I want to know Do I stay or do I go And maybe finally split the rhyme And do I really understand the undernetting. Yes, and the morning has me looking in your eyes and seeing mine, warning me to read the signs carefully. Now that the candle's falling smaller in my mind Now that it's here Now that I'm almost not so very far behind I want to know Do I stay or do I go And maybe fall another side I really have a song That I can ride on Now that I can Now that it's easy Ever easy all around Now that I'm near Now that I'm falling To the sunlight center sound I want to know Do I stay or do I go And do I have to do just one And can I choose again If I should lose the reason Yes and the morning has me looking In your eyes and seeing mine Warning me to read the signs More carefully Now that I smile, now that I'm laughing even deeper and decide Now that I see, now that I finally found the one thing I deny, it's now I know. Do I stay or do I go And it is finally I decide That I be leaving in the fairest of the seasons We can fucking into the dark, making a little cherry stone. Roddick City, can't you see? What's so pretty, you and me? Every time I comb my hair, thoughts of you in my eyes. You're a sinner, I don't care. I just want you, creamy.
0: We just heard Ryan Egan's dope ass picks. Dude knows how to pick records. Nico, the fairest of seasons, Gang of Four, Damaged Goods, Cocktou Twins, Cherry Colored Funk, and Prince Erotic City. Damn. Four for four, man. Those are great ones. It was hard. The collection is dense. Yeah, great, great. You, great you did collection. it up though, dude. You <laughs> did it up. Sadly, we're coming to the end of the program. I want to thank you so much for stopping by. This was a real treat. Thank you very much. I want to thank you. Hey, anytime, man. And I can't wait till we uh, hang out again. We're going to totally. get beers, hang out with Mike Tarnowski, <laughs> maybe Nick LaFalle. Yeah. Let's just start name dropping people. Sam Sadomsky. Yeah, call him out. Seamstress. <laughs> Gabriella. You guys. What's up? What's up? <laughs> So, uh, w- w- what's uh, what's in store for the rest of the year for you? Uh, Twenty nineteen, you got any gigs coming up? Uh, releasing any other music? Definitely releasing more music and just kind of wrapping my
1: head around some some lingering new projects I want to do, um, and um, and some other you know proper releases for this this project, my solo project. Um, producing some other artists as well. So um, yeah, just hoping to stay stay busy and. and out more songs before
0: very exciting and if you guys loved ryan egan's music that you heard on this program check it out bandcamp RyanEgan.bandcamp.com. that's R Y A N E G A dot you can download them all there also available on all streaming services apple music title spotify anywhere else Amazon, uh, SoundCloud, SoundCloud, yeah, the, anywhere, yeah, YouTube, anywhere you look, anywhere you can look, you will find Ryan Egan's tunes. There I'll be, and he's there, he's, <laughs> he's right there, man. And we're closing the program with an oldie. Tell us, tell us a little bit about it. You were talking about the Apostles EP earlier in the program. This is the last track. It's called Watercolor.
1: Yeah, um, I mean thinking back on this one i do remember it being a a piano vocal song and um for sure um there's a heavy influence from luca Buccellati on on this one who produced the ep so i love i love a lot of the stuff that he did on it um but also it's 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 been a lasting song in in our live set with the with the live band so it's definitely taken on this whole other shape and one of our favorite songs we were kind of closing the show with it for a really long time so it's a it's an important song for me um and i and i don't often listen back on the on the ep recording so it's it's always nice to kind of see what's
0: to me an alternate version at this point um yeah Cool. So this is an awesome song, Watercolor. It's off of your first EP, Postures. And wow, thanks again, Ryan Egan and everyone. Take care. This is Watercolor.
2: color wash me in the pain. I prefer another rush into my brain. Get me to the moment. Get me to the moment. When I open up, I can shatter just enough to be seen and put together again. Will it all be done? I can bet for your trust When will you feel it's enough? You can try to change me Try to make me stay Take me to the water Color my decay If you want somebody You gotta find a way Watercolor, wash me in the pain. I prefer another rush into my brain. Get to the moment, get to the moment.